Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Hammer Time 1987 podcast, the podcast where all we do is win, joined once again by a self-described theologian, Garrick Wright, a man who's on the right path to salvation. Oh, I sure hope so. (laughs) I think that was pretty clever of me, you know, the right way, right? Yeah, that was good. I liked it. (laughs) So, Garrick, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Uh, before we get into our topic today, which is the Amish, we have a uh, segment now that we're running here on the podcast, which is the quote of the week. Okay. And this week's quote comes from Winston Churchill, who was the British Prime Minister during the Second World War, and his quote was, when you're going through hell, keep going. Huh. And uh, we might be discussing some some heaven and hell here in just a moment, but I don't know if you knew this, I'm sure most of our listeners probably don't remember this, but uh, after the British uh, and the Americans won the Second World War in 1945, Britain had uh, national elections, and Winston Churchill was not re-elected as Prime Minister. (laughs) Yeah, well. Which is amazing to me, because you just won the deadliest war in history, and then people are like, eh, we don't really want you to come back. Yeah, I mean, uh, people don't have the stomach for war. (laughs) And, uh... I mean, granted, that war was tough, but still. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, it's, uh... It probably didn't help that he was, you know, seen with uh, Stalin and uh, the Yalta Conference and... Mm -hmm. uh, you know, trying to split up Germany and all that with uh, with somebody who's even worse than Hitler. Right. Um, not saying that uh, he had a lot of options, but... Right, right. Um, he was also old and a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't mean he wasn't good. Well, well, <laughs> he, uh, he did what needed to be done. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, maybe they thought that his magic had uh, run out. Yeah. Well, I'd like to think that if you win a war of that magnitude, you'd be reelected resoundingly. But, you know, Europe's a weird place. So. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure that we wouldn't do it either. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what happens when uh, with liberalism. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into this here. This is a juicy topic, our, our good friends, the Amish. Uh, before we get into a lot of the details here, when I say the word Amish, uh, Garrick, what's kind of the first thing that come to your mind, and have you had any experiences firsthand with the Amish? Uh, first thing that come to mind, uh, horse and buggy, beards, uh, very uh, covered up, mm-hmm. um, no, no electricity, Hard working. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what comes to my wife's mind is that uh, they run puppy mills. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't you know, know that. And uh, but they do make excellent furniture. Overpriced, but excellent. Um, and uh, they also make good uh, whoopie pies, mm-hmm. apparently. And I have not had any dealings with them. Yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't, uh, when I was really, really young, we were driving somewhere in Pennsylvania, Ohio, which is kind of where they're congregated the most, and we stopped at a restaurant, 
and I don't know if it was run by the Amish or they, were, they just had the tradition there, but it was where you would sit down and with other people. Oh. Yeah, like you would eat dinner like with other people. Oh, no. And I'll tell you, it was, I remember to this day how traumatized I was by the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, let's face it, it's bad enough having to eat with your own family. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> now you get to eat with somebody else's family. Yeah, which... If they're Amish, that's probably not going to be much of a great conversation. So. <laughs> hey, did you see the new Breaking Bad? <laughs> uh, what? Uh, the other uh, encounter that I had when I used to ride the Greyhound bus from Erie to Buffalo, uh, I don't know if they were Amish or Mennonites or, or what denomination they were, but they were dressed in the traditional garb, mm. and they would ride the bus and... They would speak the the Pennsylvania Dutch, Pennsylvania German, Mm -hmm. and uh, I'd like to know what that sounds like. Okay, (laughs) that's what I remember. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, not that they've done anything bad to me, but that's my experience with them. Yeah, uh, now that definitely sounds like the Amish to me. Yeah, Uh, not big on deodorant. Yeah. Well, apparently, uh, we talked about a study recently. I yeah. guess uh, millennials are also not big into deodorant and antiperspirant. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of reasons why that's a wrong decision. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> At least the Amish uh, seclude themselves. Right. <laughs> and it's kind of <laughs> yeah, that's right. I give them that. Yeah. <laughs> millennials, they are all up in your face. <laughs> <laughs> not in a good way. No. <laughs> um, but I will say the Amish are also probably the hardest working people out there, so right. Uh, yeah, antiperspirant would definitely be a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you could always send a donation. I'm not sure they would accept it, but <laughs> probably not. They don't accept a lot. <laughs> no, no, they don't. Well, let's get into this here. The Amish are a uh, outreach or an outbirth of the Anabaptists, and the Anabaptists. Uh, literally means someone who rebaptizes or someone who baptizes. And one of the big things that Amish uh, is a little bit different uh, than certainly the Catholic tradition and some Protestant traditions is that they do not believe baptism should occur at birth. Right. Instead, it should only happen when you're an adult and when you have the, the free will and the free choice to confess your faith and, and make the decision to do that. Uh, any thoughts on, on that and, and you kind of agree or don't agree with sort of that idea? Um, so I'm actually uh, pretty familiar with this. Uh, <clears throat> there are Lutherans do believe in uh, infant baptism. Mm-hmm. Um, Calvinists do not. Uh, and actually in China my pastor and the, a guy that uh, who lives in West Virginia, they were they got into a discussion about it, and uh, he, the guy from West Virginia, doesn't believe in infant baptism. Um, I understand the argument. Uh, right. We Lutherans believe, according to Acts chapter two, that there is more than just a um, declaration of your beliefs during baptism. That there's um, an actual. Uh, washing away of sins, um, mm-hmm. at least up to that point. Um, 
I, I, I don't. I, I will say this. I don't think that it's something that I. I think that there are very faithful people on both sides that. Um, right. You know, I, I don't think it's a salvation problem. Um, I actually, even though my, I, I actually tend to agree with the idea that you should have. You should be conscious of what it is that's going on. Um, yeah. Then again, I will tell you a quick, uh, neat story: is that <clears throat> there are a lot of kids in our church now, a lot of uh, infants and uh, babies and all that. One of this, there's this one girl that has been, oh, for a while she was just crying all the time and yelling, and it was annoying. <laughs> really wanted them to kick her out of church. <laughs> um, and then she got, and I would joke with Gretchen, although only slightly joking, that she was uh, demon-possessed. Then she was baptized. Mm-hmm. Ever since then, she's been quiet. So, it's, you tell it's me. It's ironic that uh, <laughs> you bring that up. Um, uh, how should I put this? Um, I was listening to a podcast from, from somebody else. And they were talking about how they were helping this this family dealing with a kid who was just going berserk, screaming and yelling, writing on the walls, breaking things, so forth and so on. And they went to uh, what they would call a healer. Mm. And the healer said that this kid has uh, what they called a warlock on him or a demon. Okay. And um, anyway, through certain healing, whatever, the warlock was removed. But... It's ironic that you bring that up because there is this belief that demons can attach to the human beings. Oh, and, and I absolutely believe that. Yeah. I've seen it in China. Oh, well. <laughs> believe me, I've seen it. There's a lot of things you saw in China. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm only going to tell you a few things at a time. <laughs> I actually cast one out, believe it or not. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Scripture says that the Holy Spirit... By the power of the Holy Spirit, you have that ability. Hmm. And I thought I was just confined to Catholic priests. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people think that things are only confined to Catholic priests. <laughs> All right, how about this? Um, the Amish have perhaps a slight different understanding of the nature of salvation. They believe, like almost everybody does, that salvation uh, is, is given to you from God and, and belief in Jesus and, and so forth. However, they don't believe that your faith automatically guarantees you salvation because they would argue that to suggest that your salvation is guaranteed by your belief alone would be arrogant. Mm-hmm. And you should not assume anything from God. That certainty is arrogance. Yeah. Um, so in addition to belief, you have to to live in, in practice a certain way. Uh, what do you think of that? Yeah, um, I, uh, you know, there, there is a, a verse in Scripture, I want to say, I'll say it's in James, it says, oh, so you believe in Jesus Christ, or you, oh, you believe in God. Well, good for you, so do demons. Not only that, demons... Uh, tremble at the thought of him. And that's a very 
interesting thing to say. To, right. s- to say that you believe in God, well, yeah, so does uh, yeah, so does Satan. Right. Satan knows that God exists. Yeah. He knows better than you do. <laughs> and uh, he's going to hell. And <laughs> right, right. At the end of the age. And um, so, yeah, th- there is this... I, I always caution when I hear, oh, by faith alone, right. yes, but if you, w- without without repentance, without, uh, which literally means to, to shift away from sin, you know, you, you doesn't mean you're never going to sin again, it means that you change your life to be... Uh, you want to become more like Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you don't do that, I really think that you are... You can have faith one day, and but continue living your life the way that you've always lived it. And I think that you're in major danger of, of losing faith after probably not a very long period of time. And it's very possible. I'm not one of those people that believes that you can't lose your salvation. Um, you know, there are people that say once saved, always saved. Uh, I think, especially in the Baptists, that's uh, a belief. Uh, Hebrews chapter 6 would suggest otherwise. And I've known people that were faithful people and then moved away from it. I knew somebody who was a Wiccan, became a Christian, and then uh, went back to being a double worshiper. Well, you tell me how that works. So <laughs> I, I think if if you're not going to, I, I I think there's faith, but then there's a, a walk that you have with God that you need to grow as a Christian in order to. I I really I believe faith is a muscle. You a muscle you either it either gets bigger or it gets smaller, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. it's you know you, you you can't keep it as it is. It's and so you do that by repentance, by reading scripture, by praying, and becoming more like Christ. Yes, and the Amish have a uh, I guess I'll say an unusual way at least compared to modern times of living, they follow something known as the Ordung, or also known as the Order. And it is a specific way that they live their lives, and there are a lot of restrictions on what they are allowed to do. Um, Basically, it's the idea that you should be submitting to God's will, and that at all times you should show modesty, you should be reserved, you should be calm, Uh, you should not promote anything that is you know, considered vain or luxury. Uh, and just to read a few things, um, you probably know that they're not allowed to own or drive motorized vehicles. Uh, they have to have certain garments, for example, like men can only wear suspenders but not belts. Huh. Okay. So Dr. Claire would fit in pretty well there. <laughs> uh, Mustaches are frowned upon because in the German culture they have historically been associated with military officers, which is ironic because, of course, remember Hitler had the mustache. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's something that would really blow your mind. Women are never allowed to shave any part of their body nor to cut their hair. Yeah, that's kind of gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can get into a whole bunch of these things differently, but it's the whole idea that um, you have to sort of separate yourself from the modern world and um, I guess the, the scripture here is Romans 12. It says, do not be conformed uh, to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, uh, which is taken to believe that that's why we shun the modern world and just focus on sort of literal uh, literal interpretations here. What do you think of all these sort of rules and the order and what the Amish do and how they conduct themselves here? Yeah, well, this is kind of getting back to uh, <clears throat> sort of uh, an Old Testament type of yeah. uh, thing where it is, yeah, it, it makes sense. It isn't by faith alone. It is by, you know, you also have to have the, the set of rules. Um, my answer to the previous question, I, it, there is no, there's nothing that you can do to earn your way uh, to heaven. It is by God's grace alone. And um, it, and uh, with respect to, I, you know, I read something about, um, they don't take part in certain conveniences because hard work is a, it's a big thing for the Amish. Uh, they don't want to become lazy and, you know, I gotta tell you, modern amenities, they make us pretty lazy. <laughs> um, and they- But, uh, but, but let's, let's just stop there for a moment. Do you think that hard work or being lazy is going to be a big determinant in whether most people achieve salvation? No. Um, <clears throat> no, it, 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 it's it, it's by grace through faith that you are saved. Right. Um, but I do think that they go to great measures to make sure that they don't fall into uh, something of, about fall into being of the world um, <clears throat> which is very it, it can be pretty easy to do um, <clears throat> and, and we've discussed that kind of thing but um, yeah I, I, I think that I, I think that they're where they get things wrong is that we as Christians are we're, we are in the world whether we like it or not um, and most of us who most of us really don't like it uh, we'd rather be <laughs> we'd rather be in heaven with with Jesus and um, not have to face the because the, once you become a Christian you start to see the the evil in the world and it's not it's not comfortable but um, <clears throat> so but the fact is, we are told by Christ to go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. Um, preach the gospel, tell people about the good news. Um, and the Amish do not do that. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> they, they seclude themselves. Right. And uh, not only that, it's uh, almost... It's not quite, but it's almost impossible to become part of them if you're not born into it. Right, they do not accept converts. Yeah, I, I guess there, it, 
there are a few exceptions, but yeah, it's it's pretty much yeah, you're left to that. Well, yeah, that's definitely not what Jesus told us to do. So they're able to be to live their life of cleanliness and and enjoy the idea of being saved right. without having to do the the work of telling other people about right. it. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's um, I think that that's where they really get that wrong. Yeah, and it's it's kind of interesting because. Uh, you know, if I, if I don't want to go down a rabbit hole here, but if I'm very wealthy and I'm in the modern world and I use a lot of that wealth to either promote the message or to do good works or to uh, do good things for, for other people, I'm kind of having more of an impact than the Amish are. Probably a lot more of an impact on the Amish, than the Amish are in terms of spreading the word and sort of living like, like well, sure. Christ in some regards. So, sure. yeah, I think their seclusion is... Um, Kind of a big fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I was delighted about when I was researching the Amish <laughs> is the fact that it started in Europe, in Germany, Switzerland, right. uh, in uh, well after the Reformation. Um, so you know, it's not like. Uh, I thought that was started over in Pennsylvania, where all the other weirdo stuff uh, that we talked about <laughs> this program started. <laughs> like the Jehovah's. <laughs> the Jehovah's, the Mormons, uh, you know, they all started in the northeast here, and yeah. uh, yeah. the real wackos. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and listen to our podcast on that, you'll know why. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, at least, there, yeah, there is a... Um, there is a historical significance to the Amish. That's right. That's right. And they came to the U.S. for their uh, because the U.S. was tolerant. We're all yeah. about tolerance here, Gary. Yeah. Um, they don't allow. They are pacifists. They do not um, allow their members to be to engage in military service. Right. Um, which I guess only works. Well, as long as you are, uh, you know, in a place that uh, doesn't have to worry about that. Interestingly, you bring that up during the Second World War, going back to that, uh, there were uh, Amish people who were conscripted into the armed forces. Uh, the U.S. government said you either serve or you go to prison, and allegedly 6,000 Amish in that time period were imprisoned. Huh. Uh, and I don't know if I believe this. Someone wrote a footnote to the story and claimed that some of the Amish were taken to Alcatraz, <laughs> and they were—I <laughs> think this made up—they get to Alcatraz and they were hung upside down and tortured for not serving the U.S. military. I'm like, I've never heard of that. It's a really funny story. <laughs> yeah. I don't think the Amish would do well in Alcatraz. <laughs> <laughs> but allegedly, they were imprisoned at least to some degree during the Second World War. I mean, War. isn't there a life prison? <laughs> I don't know how you anyway <laughs> so uh, since they're so secluded it's naturally that we're going to bring up are they a cult and one of the things with a cult is shunning uh, 
there are certain people uh, that are born in the Amish, they either leave or they, they don't follow the rules and they are shunned. And the Amish take this from uh, 1 Corinthians, here it is, uh, quote, But now I am writing to you that you must not associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or a sister but is sexually immoral or greedy, a slanderer, drunkard, or a swindler. Do not even eat with such people. Hmm. Uh, and so that's why they say that they shun their members who leave. Um, I've always found this interesting because it's like if you're trying to bring people into the faith and bring people into the family, it wouldn't make sense to shun them. But I, I guess it's sort of seen as a punishment as well. And yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't care much for using the term cult uh, when it comes... Because it has a very... Yeah, more of a specific and a, quite a negative connotation to it. Yeah. Um, I I think of uh, cults. I I think a cult wouldn't last for hundreds of years. Um, well, the Westboro Baptist Church has got like forty years, I think, right? Thirty years. Oh, that's a cult. <laughs> <laughs> And they shun their members too, but anyway, go ahead. Oh, they, they shun a lot. Uh, <laughs> I wish they would shun more, actually. Uh, now, uh, I, I think, I mean, I can see why people say that. Um, the difference is they're successful at living off the land, so right. to speak, <laughs> and governing themselves. So I'm. Right. And it's not, um, it's not some um, leader. Uh, some Charles Manson-like leader keeping them, uh, brainwashing them. Right, this right, is, right, uh, right. Yeah, this is a, a Protestant sect that is chosen to live this way. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's the way that we're called to live. Right. Yes, so... Um, the Amish, just some other things, they have rather large families... Mm -hmm. Six to seven children. Yep. Uh, which I'm assuming they're not using any uh, drugs during childbirth, so that must be very painful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that they... Uh, oof. Yeah, no. I, yeah, that's I, not I, a pretty I, sight. Uh, yeah. Any vehicles, such as buggies or farm uh, equipment, cannot have any rubber tires. Huh. Um, Full-length mirrors are forbidden because they are thought to promote vanity and self-admiration. They're humble people. No, I don't think uh, President Trump would do well as an Amish person. <laughs> <laughs> For so many reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, uh, they do not receive Social Security or other insurance policies. That's strictly yeah. forbidden. <laughs> I had no idea that it was an option to not partake in social security. <laughs> Can I sign up for that? Yeah. I want to opt out like the Amish. <laughs> yeah. That alone is worth being Amish. I'm wondering, though, like through the furniture that they sell and, and other type of things, like I'm assuming they don't file. Yeah, so I, yeah I'm guessing that they, they, they don't have occupations. They... <laughs> They, they basically just make their own way. Yeah. They build their own houses. They raise their own uh, livestock. And right. They farm their own land. And 
yada yada yada. Right. So uh, I guess if you don't have income, you can't pay Social Security. Right. My mom, who's an audiologist, she uh, at one point, I don't know if it was a Mennonite or an Amish, but uh, one of the members needed hearing aids. Of course, they didn't have any insurance, so they just paid cash. Nice. Straight up cash, and that was that. So. That is so boss. Yeah, no yeah it is boss. <laughs> <laughs> of course, there's not hearing aids, a technology. Uh, <laughs> So, I won't go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so really, uh, I think in terms of theology, the biggest thing would be that they're not really spreading the word. Yeah. That's probably maybe the biggest thing. And um, it seems like the rest of it, though, they're you know, fairly solid, I guess is the word I would use. Yeah, I... I from a yeah, from a theological standpoint, from a salvation standpoint, I I read about them. I think uh, yeah, I don't see anything particularly wrong. I just yeah. don't think it's an effective way of living. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was my next question, Garrett. Could you ever see yourself as an Amish person? Uh. I think it's one of those things, if you're not born into it, you can't go into it, <laughs> yeah. for so many reasons. Maybe no alcohol. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, well maybe wine? I don't know. I don't yeah, it's so. true. I... But maybe only at a church service. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit at a church. <laughs> you went up three times! <laughs> oh, yeah, that bread is really good. <laughs> uh, yeah, and now... Um, there have been some reality TV shows of people leaving the Amish. Yeah, I've never ever seen any of those. No. No. Um, I actually after feel this, bad for them. After this conversation, I kind of want to watch this. Yeah, well, maybe we could find it on one of these things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for them because they're just so clueless about the world. Yeah. And they're generally decent people, but yeah, they struggle. So. Oh, they're about to find out how bad the world really is, and they should probably <laughs> want to go back. <laughs> uh, what do you think the biggest thing would be, the biggest challenge for you if you had to live as an Amish for a while? Would it be the, the lack of air conditioning or entertainment oh. or alcohol or... Yes. All of the above. <laughs> oh, the lack of air conditioning. I didn't think about that. Yeah. What about heat? Do you just stand by the fireplace in the winter? Yep. <laughs> Although, wait a second, let me see. It says electricity from utility companies is considered worldly. Bottled gas may be used to heat water, fuel, and run refrigerators. So I guess maybe they have refrigerators. It yeah. Says gas pressured or kerosene lamps provide lighting. Batteries are allowed in some cases. Says gasoline generators may provide energy for washing machines, water pumps, and agricultural equipment. So okay, maybe we have a little bit of technology, but I still don't think there's air conditioning. Huh. Wonder where they how they decide where to draw the line. Yeah. The utility companies, that's what they consider worldly. <laughs> <laughs> and I think with that we realize these people are not here good. <laughs> Have you seen our uh, our electric system? <laughs> <laughs> it 
it's not very advanced. You're not familiar <laughs> with state government, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think the hardest thing for me would be to to get into the culture of not making, you know, jokes and sarcasm and sexual oh. innuendo and yeah. uh-huh. no more, you know, internet and, and stuff like that. That would be very hard. Yeah, that's true. They They probably don't laugh a lot. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. You probably could use sexual innuendo because I doubt they'd even know what you're saying. <laughs> they just think that you're insane. <laughs> Wait, what do you think of BJ's? What? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I wonder if you, if you, uh, if you were in an Amish community and within a week, like, they cast you out as a demon of hell or something like that. <laughs> In that case, I'd know that I'd have to get some work done in order to earn my salvation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, well, that that's the Amish. Um, you can actually have real-life interaction with them, unlike a lot of the other groups that we talked about. Uh, well, actually, I guess you could go to a Mormon church, but, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but the Amish, you could take a road trip. Um, Pennsylvania, maybe, what, 90 minutes to two hours south. Even some places, I think, in New York. Somewhere yeah. in the south town, certain rural areas probably have Amish. So yeah, they do. Yeah, so and you can't take their picture. Can they stop me? That's a good question. They're not going to violently attack you. I know that. That's yeah. So I suppose you could take their picture, but it would be considered disrespectful. Yeah. Then again, I think that traveling an hour and a half just to like look at them as if they're wild animals <laughs> is also disrespectful. <laughs> well, I thought maybe if you were furniture shopping or looking for pies or oh, something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not just to go there to take their picture. But gotcha. Yeah. I do kind of want to have some of their pies now. Yeah. Want to go on a road trip? <laughs> eh, maybe. Ask her, uh, ask Paul and Joanne if they would. Oh, I could tell them they could on the way back. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll mention it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Garrick, anything else uh, before we send our listeners home? Uh, I don't think so. We're not talking about the Mennonites. If you want to mention it, we got maybe a couple of minutes. I don't really have much to mention uh, other than there was uh, schism there. Uh, Mennonites are from the Amish uh, uh, sect, but uh, they've split and uh, they're definitely of the world, with in the world, and they're um, and they (laughs) at their they have they have conservative, uh, old-world type of Mennonites, and then they have the, um, the, um, the new progressive New Age people. Yeah. And, uh, I guess at the conference of the progressive sect, uh, this year, they did a lot of talking about things like refugees and, uh, being open to the LGBTQ community, and uh, you know, women, uh, uh, you know, sexism type of stuff. Uh, so the, uh, I read that and I was like, you know, I could see why the Amish are afraid to be in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
It uh, it can definitely corrupt. <laughs> yeah, you know, some of the Mennonites, and again, it d- depends on the certain, I guess, sect or family or whatever, but uh, I, I was watching a show and the Mennonites were playing video games. Yeah. Uh, so they're, except for their dress, they seem to be sort of modern. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, so, um, and I think, I don't know the numbers of the Mennonites. The Amish are about 225,000 in the U.S., mostly Pennsylvania, Ohio. Uh, so. Yeah, I thought one of them was like 2.1 million worldwide. I don't know if that's like. I don't think, I don't know if they're still in Europe or not, but. Probably a few places. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, they said that, uh, like back decades ago they tried the Amish tried settling in like Mexico and that didn't work out <laughs> they tried El Salvador and Honduras that didn't work out so I was like yeah well you know <laughs> even the people who are Honduran it's not working out so well for them <laughs> see everyone gives the US a hard time but we welcome the Amish there you go so eat your heart out AOC <laughs> oh uh, one last thing I'll mention, since I brought her up, is that in the uh, Amish church, uh, the men and women sit on opposite sides of the service, mm-hmm. and uh, this is really going to blow her gasket. Men are supposed to show leadership, and women are supposed to submit. Wow. Yeah. I can tell you what, if they uh, move out of Pennsylvania, out of the rural area of Pennsylvania... <laughs> They're going to find that that doesn't work. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And uh, They try to open a church in Buffalo. <laughs> They're going to have protesters galore. Yeah. They're going to be suing the Amish and saying they're not, they have bigotry against gays and stuff. Yeah. Well, by definition, I suppose they do. But <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're good right where they are. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to conclude our podcast. Uh, For those of you who find any entertainment or value, if you would leave me a review on iTunes or Podbean or Facebook, whatever platform you're listening, that would be greatly appreciated. I suppose that makes me a whore, doesn't it, since I'm asking for things like that? Uh, That's okay. You don't have much. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well... (laughs) That's one way to say it. So uh, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll be back next time with another religious sect. All right. I don't know. Who do you think we should be next time? Uh, maybe the progressive Protestants. <laughs> I have a lot to say about them. <laughs> oh, that'll be a classic one. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. We'll see you next time.